You are about to encounter the teaching ministry of Bishop Andy Juma. Bishop Andy Juma is the pastor of the Precious Souls Church, a denomination under the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, founded by Bishop Dark Hewitt Moore. Bishop Andy Juma oversees the denomination which has churches in Swaziland and Namibia. The Precious Souls Church is full of zealously affected souls who love and desire to work for the Lord. This anointed message will bring hope, encouragement, and healing to your life. Be transformed as you listen to this message. Joy to my soul, he brought joy, joy. 
Of the goodness of God. 
Right and 
Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Marlene. And put your hands together for the United States of America. <laughs> Hallelujah. USA. <laughs> I tell you, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's a powerful, powerful ministration. Powerful, powerful, powerful ministration by both our sisters that has really ministered. Brothers, next week are here. I hear next week is uh, general, general. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our pastor is in the house. I said our pastor is in the house. Hallelujah. God gave us a wonderful gift. A great gift. Every standing with Jesus joy. Let's put our hands together and welcome Bishop Andy Juma. Powerful. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Let us pray. Close your eyes and let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for bringing us to church. Thank you for giving us another week that we can start with you. We pray, Father, that you will minister your word to us and touch our lives by your spirit. Let none in this meeting go back the same. Now, Lord, we stand to oppose Satan. We declare that you have no part, you have no portion in our lives. I pray, Lord, that your word will have free course today. In Jesus' name. You may be seated and put your hands together for the Lord. I want you to tell three people it's a blessing to see you today. Three people, three. Three. Lady Pastor Mercy, three. Not one, three. When you come to church, try to have a neighbor so that it will foster interaction. Because for many of us, the entire week, we don't have neighbors. So when we come to church, at least, we have to have neighbors. Well, let's appreciate the choir for such a powerful ministration. with beautiful outfits. Wonderful. And I hear it's United States. I didn't know there was United States to it. America and, and Malin put their hands together for them as well. But I hear next week is their brothers. So it's brothers who? Brother General and Brother Dion and Brother Awan and, and Paulus. Hey! The stars. Good. And Brother Isaac. 
So will will they be given solos each? Solos each. Okay. Men in worship. Okay. Okay. No problem. Beautiful. Okay. Last week we had an awesome high school Sunday. How many of you were not here? Oh. Oh. Hey. Where were you? Uh, they are the bankers, the, the bank classes. Okay, so we are going higher. Now, if you came last week for the first time and you are here today, can you stand to your feet? Let me see you. You came last week. Wow, beautiful. 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 Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Oh, keep standing, keep standing. So, after the service, we'd like to hold a little reception for you. So, just, just don't leave. Just don't leave. Hallelujah. Thank you. You may be seated. Clap for them one more time. So now, our next invasion is to the universities. And, and the tertiary institutions. We are invading everywhere with the gospel. So I don't know how we will call it. Campus Sunday. Campus Takeover. So that will be in September. So we are invading Yunnan main campus. Commercial campus. Where else? School of Medicine. Hagen campus. Yes, that's Hagen first campus. Where else are we invading? Nast campus, IUM campus, VTC, Kayak. Ah, Why we mention Kayak? People are. I don't understand why. It's not a school. It's a college. It's a tertiary college. And there are souls there. Like when I mention Kai, people are like, oh, you are not sure. Okay, I'm telling you, it is. VTC, sure, yes. Triumphant. Triumphant College. Linkwa, yes, Linkwa. Linkwa. 
Do you have any monotronics? Success College. I care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where? Velvicia. Yeah. So tell them to get ready. We are coming for them. But this week we are starting our midweek service on Wednesday, half six, half eight, powerful time. So make sure you are here. Find your way here and God will find you home. Nobody will sleep in the church, that one I can assure you. You surely get home, but just find your way here. Amen. I think that most people, most Christians of the season, they are sports kids, eh? <laughs> Softies. Soft brats. And when, it comes to, when it comes to the world, you are not soft. But when it comes to church, you could walk, walk to places to chase foolish girls. But, but you can't you can't walk to chase God. You are not serious. <laughs> okay. I think we prayed to preach the word, so let's preach the word. Which school are you in, gentlemen? Komastura, powerful. You are you in the choir? There was somebody in the choir, light guy. Oh, you are the one. Yes, I like your dance at the back. <laughs> Charlie, the dance is not easy. Even, even general struggles, general, he struggles. <laughs> general. <laughs> Hearing and seeing. And it's not a small boy, it's a general. We've been talking about this wonderful subject of hearing and seeing, or seeing and hearing. And uh, we've been looking at very fantastic things from this book. I'm going to love the book each and every day. Uh, but I think at some point I'll have a break because we are entering into a season of feeding five to seven. I think September. So we'll break at some point and go on. But today I want to share from chapter 11 of this book. And uh, chapter 11 says... Seeing and hearing is the father's business. So the title of my message today is Seeing and Hearing is the Father's Business. See the Father's Business. Ask your neighbor, what is your father's business? 
and demand an answer. He said, tomato farmer, no problem. It's still a business. Hearing, seeing and hearing is the father's business. And our scripture is Luke chapter 2 from verse 46 to 49. Luke 2, 46 to 49. You are going to be blessed today, I can promise you. Selma, good to see you. Great. Where is Hilma? Okay. Are you in Luke? Sora, are you in Luke? All right. Luke chapter 2. Find verse 46. Have you found verse, verse 46? Okay, I'm going to read. Everything is in the book, so I'll just read from the book straight. Okay. And it came to pass after three days that they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors both hearing them and asking them questions. Let me give you a preamble to this. When Jesus, the Bible says, was about 12 years old, listen carefully, carefully, carefully today, was about 12 years old. Is there anybody here who is 12? I'm not sure. Anybody who is about 12 years? Grade 7, grade 6, grade 5? Okay. A boy. I want a boy. No, no girl Jesus. <laughs> 12 year old boy. Anybody? 12 years, nobody. Okay. Okay. All right. No problem. So the Bible says when Jesus was about 12 years old, his parents came to Jerusalem for a festival, a religious festival. And when the ceremony was over, you know, in those days, to go to church, you have to go to one place. Everybody has to come to one place. For example, in the Old Testament, to to, to go to God or to worship God, you had to go to the place of the tabernacle. And at some point, it was in a place called Shiloh. So, no matter where you are, if you want to serve God, you have to travel to Shiloh. And to go to Shiloh or to go to church, in those days, the offering was in animals. So, imagine you want to give an offering. You have to carry cows, goats. It was a simple thing to go to church. So imagine coming to church with cows following you. And as they travel with the cows, you must feed them. So you carry uh, hay and water. And you know, goats are stubborn animals to even get them to be in the service. It wasn't a simple thing to, to serve God in those days. So you had to go to Shiloh to worship. Then at some point, David established a tabernacle in Jerusalem before he built the temple. Solomon came to build. So Jerusalem became the place to worship. You couldn't worship God anywhere. Ovitoto, no place. You can't worship God at Ovitoto. You have to be travel to Jerusalem. So in the days of Jesus, it was the same thing. Everything which had to do with worship 
was in the temple. Now, this is the temple that Jesus prophesied that it would be destroyed, and it was destroyed 70 years after that. So this time, he was about 12 years. 12 years. And the parents brought him to Jerusalem for this ceremony. And I want you to understand that people had come from everywhere. And so the city was full. Now, when the ceremony was over, the parents were traveling back to Nazareth, where they came from. And the Bible says that they had traveled for about a day's journey. I don't know what is a day's journey, but some of these words, when you hear day's journey, it might not, it might not necessarily be 24 hours. Because the, the Jews counted time differently from the way we count time now. So a day, in my estimation, would be about 12 hours because the day was when there was, the sun was on. So it could be 12 hours. So can we imagine you have a child, not a baby, a child, 12-year-old boy. You are traveling with him and for 12 hours the guy is lost and you don't know where the guy is. So when they arrived at the place, they said that they thought he was with their neighbors. Because I'm sure there were several children, you know, with their families. So as they were playing around, so they thought he was with them. Until they got to a place, I don't know where they got to, maybe where? Okahanja? Or beyond Okahanja? Maybe Caribbean or somewhere. And then, and then they realized, hey, where is Jesus? Jehoshua. They checked everywhere. They checked all the neighbors. He's not there. So they came back to Jerusalem. Now, I'm sure, number one, they were frustrated. Number two, I'm sure they were angry. Anger. You see, and thoughts were going through their mind. What if the boy is lost? Do you see? Now, this boy who was lost was not just an ordinary boy. He was a special boy. Yes. What, what will you tell God that this child that was prophesied, you have, you, you have lost him. The future savior. Are you now going to be pregnant again? When you now have a husband. No more Virgin Mary. So it came to pass that after three days, so now they get to the city. Do you see? And they are looking for him. Three days. Can you imagine? Looking, asking people, have you seen my child? How does he look like? What is he wearing? Where did you last see him? Why did you leave him? What happened? So many questions. After three days, they found him. Where? In the temple. What was he doing? 
sitting in the midst of the doctors, not medical doctors, doctors of the law, like the pastors and the bishops. He was sitting with them, 12-year-old boy. Sitting with bearded men, grave men. And what were they doing? Both hearing them and asking them questions. Why? Because the truth is that a sign that somebody is interested in what he is hearing, he asks questions. He asks questions. There is nothing like a foolish question. I don't think so. Not unless you yourself, you are foolish. But all things being equal, there is nothing like a foolish question. Because questions are asked by intelligent people. People who don't ask questions usually below average. Because you need to think deeply into the subject to be able to pick up questions and ask. Now let's read on. And all that hurt him, which means that he wasn't just sitting there, he was also interacting. All that hurt him were astonished at his understanding. 12-year-old boy. At his understanding and answers. So as he was asking questions, he was also giving answers and revelations. 12 years. Today our 12 years, they only know games. PlayStation. YouTube channel, they know YouTubers. TikTok. They don't know one scripture. They can't ask questions. They don't have understanding. Let's read on. And when they saw him, they were amazed because they had never seen him like that. Sitting with doctors of the law, asking them questions. Hearing them and asking them questions. So when they thought the guy was with them, not knowing that he had gone back to the church, sitting with the elders and the doctors of the law, interacting with them after church. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. said, Son, why have you done this to us? Do you know how your father and I have really suffered looking for you? Now, remember that Mary knew that the father of this boy was not Joseph. He knew that his father was almighty God. But he referred to Joseph as his father. That's a side thing. That if you have a child 
around. Who's supposed to be a step? You, you don't have to say that I and Mr. Mr. Joseph have been looking for you. You say, I and your father. Because the man there, even though he may not be your biological father, is fathering you. He's showing you how to be a son. He's showing you how to work. Some of you, the way you do your things is just because there was an, there was an absent father in your life. There's an absent father. That your biological father wasn't there is not a problem. But that there was nobody else who played that role in your life. Even sometimes the way you walk, you throw your hands in the air. But somebody should have told that, look, don't, 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 don't walk like that. If you don't sit like that, because after you sit with your back curved. Straighten up. Shoulders high. Or you walk like a hunchback. You need somebody to tell you. Or the way you eat. The way you eat. Even though your biological father is not a... Somebody has to play that role. Because boys... Boys, you want to put everything in your mouth and finish early. Especially if there are a lot of children in the house. It's like the food will get finished. When G, are you understanding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sometimes there's an odor coming from somewhere. And someone has told them, oh, use deodorant. Because the truth is that you won't, you won't feel the odor. You, you won't smell it. But the neighbors. And it's so pungent that people can't stand, can't be comfortable around you. And sometimes you need a father to tell you that, look, bath well. Bath your armpit well. Shave your armpit. Use deodorant. Talk to you. Yeah. Brush your teeth. Because sometimes, sometimes you brush your teeth, but it's too quick. This is church. This is church. He said, your father and I have been looking for you. You see, even though God is your father, he needed an earthly father because he was on earth as a human being. To teach him. He didn't say Mr. Joseph. That day Joseph and I, that day Joe, 
No. Anyway. Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought after me? Wist not, wist ye not that I should be about my father's business? Wist ye not means that, don't you know? You see, I don't know much about the Jewish culture. But if he was an African, the next thing the Bible would have said was that, and his mother slapped him. And that slap will arrange your thoughts. Yes. Ah. You have made us to walk a day's journey. We have come back a day's journey. Three days we are looking for you. And when we find you, what? the way you have tortured us, and you are asking that, why are you looking for me? Don't you know that I must be about my father? What do you mean? Who born you? Where did you train? And then there'll be another backhand. Bah! Next time when we go to church, you will be the one looking for us, not we looking for you. You talk properly. Because of small gifts you have, divine gift, you are talking to us like that. Foolish boy. But maybe in the Jewish culture it's accepted. But from where we are, you can't talk like that. Uh, America. Your name can be America, but if you talk like that, you will see that you are African. <laughs> The Bible says, and his father kept these things, his father and mother, they kept these things in their hearts. Now, the question is, the question is, what is it that Jesus called my father's business? Wist ye not that I should be about my father's business? That's why I ask you, ask your neighbor, what is your father's business? Because every father has a business. And Jesus was saying that, don't you know that I must be about my father's business? Elsie. Elsie, right. Good. Good to see you as well. Powerful. So, When he said my father's business, who was he referring to? Mr. Joseph? Because we know that Mr. Joseph, that Joe, was a carpenter. So he wasn't saying that, don't you know that I must be in the workshop making furniture and coffins, most likely? No. The Bible says clearly that he was in the temple. 
So it was not Daddy Joe. He was talking about his heavenly father. Almighty God. So, it, so he said, even though you're calling this man my father, which I know, I have another father. And I know him. If, even at 12 years, I know him. And I know the work he does. And I know what he expects of me. And it is that business that I'm going about, even at 12 years. But what is that business? That's the question you and I must ask ourselves. The thing that has made us to run around looking for him, for, which is so important to him so much that we are looking everywhere for him. What is it? What is the father's business? The answer is in the, it's in the Bible. It's in the scriptures. Now let's see what is it that he called his father's business. He said in verse 46, And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, number one, sitting, number two, in the midst of the doctors, number three, both hearing, number four, and asking them questions. Five things are mentioned here. They found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of doctors, hearing them and asking their questions. That was all he was doing. He was engaging the people, but his main thing was that he was hearing them. He was hearing them. Now, the father's business that he was talking about was what the Bible has described here. That he had gone to the church, he had found the elders of the church, and he was sitting with them, and he was hearing them. The father's business is hearing. So my, my chapter says, or my topic says, seeing and hearing is the father's business, and that is true. What he called the father's business was just sitting with the elders of the law, talking to the law, and hearing them. Hearing them. Now, why was it so important? I thought that the father's business would be having crusades, healing the sick, even raising the dead, and building churches. But the Bible says no. The father's business was going to the temple, sitting with the doctors, and hearing them. This tells you and I that seeing and hearing is very important. So, Bishop, are you saying that raising the dead, preaching the gospel, building cathedrals is not important? Hey, they are important. But it's not the father's business, according to the word. Why? Because at this point, 12 years, we hadn't heard of Jesus doing anything. He had never even raised a mosquito. <laughs> had not cast out one demon. The Bible says the first miracle which Jesus did was in Cana of Galilee at the wedding when he turned water to wine. So at 12 years, and that's why he was about 30 years. 12 years, no miracle. But he's showing us what is the father's business. 
So does it mean that all the things that he did after 30 years were not important? They were very important. But listen, the foundation of Jesus' ministry and life, the foundation of your ministry and life, the foundation of everything that God worked through him was in this. To be in the temple, to sit down for some people to talk to him. So let me explain it. Until Jesus rose to become the Jesus we knew, there was something private in his life. And what the Bible records here was that he was a boy or he was a child or he was somebody that was drawn to hearing the word. He wasn't just to hear the word. He wasn't there to play keyboard. He wasn't there to sing. He, he wasn't there to catch anointing for healing. He was there to hear. He sat down and there were doctors of the law talking to him and he was hearing. That was the first before he even asked questions. Why? Because he needed that in order to go out to do the works of the Lord. Until you are at the place where you are hearing, you have, you have nothing to offer. There is no foundation. There is no impartation. You see, when we saw Jesus raising the dead, healing the sick, walking on water, changing water to wine, raising the dead, doing so many miracles, this was the foundation. Without this, there will be no Jesus of Nazareth that we know about. He will be an ordinary child. And for you too, your father's business is the same. Hearing the word. Hearing the word. And that's why the devil will downplay on that. You know, you may not know, but I'm telling you, that the most unproductive time in the church for the congregant is the preaching time. That's the time when many minds wander away. Because that's really the father's business. And the devil wants to make sure that you don't go about the father's business. So you are here, but you're not here. Some of you, as I'm preaching right now, you are at single quarter, Kapana base. Check it. You are tasting the meat from, from fire to fire. You are, not, you are here bodily. But soulish and spiritually, you are not here. So some of you, you are already out of the building. But when the music was going on, you were here. But as soon as it's time for the word... To hear is like a problem. So many demons start coming, attacking you. So it's like you are here, but you are not here. The main thing is happening, but you are not here. He had to hear. He had to hear. And out of that, he could have what it takes to preach. What it takes to minister the sick. What it takes to walk on water. Every other thing emanates from the word. 
Everything in the word. So the Lord said in the book of Psalms that David said, for you have exalted your word above all thy name. The word. So when it comes to hearing, hearing, be attentive. Make sure that even if you miss everything, not the word. Hear it physically and hear it way after. Look, if you don't have podcasts, there is something. You're not serious. There's no seriousness. You see, a sign that somebody is serious with God, with ministry, is that he listens. He hears a lot. He hears a lot. Now, if you see that there's a Christian who has lost vim, he has lost power, he has lost um, zeal, he has lost the drive for the things of God, check. He has also stopped listening. Usually. Hardly would you find somebody who is still listening and he's backsliding. Hardly. Hardly. If you've lost fire for ministry, usually you check. Instead of listening, you are listening to jokers on Facebook and TikTok. Because what keeps you going and what gives you even insight is what you hear. And nobody is too high to say that I've gone above hearing and seeing. You cannot. And at the beginning of this son of God, this is what he was doing. How much more you you know your village guys already. So you must be hearing more. Hearing. 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 Listen to messages in the church. And listen. If you have a cell phone, you should be hearing messages. Not jokes. I have nothing against jokes, but there is everything wrong with hearing jokes and not the word. There's everything wrong with it. Now, sometimes the most disturbing thing is that when somebody posts something on the page and it's like a huge file, and when you open it, it's useless. That thing hurts me so much. Ah, so, I, <laughs> I use my data for this foolish thing. Because sometimes, I mean, you don't know what is there, so you are forced to open and when it downloads, rubbish. Prophecies, pastors, people who do not spend time listening, hearing, and seeing are far away from the Father's business. Far away. Far away. Hey, don't be far. Don't be far. This every week we put at least one message on the page so that you be about your father's business. Because this is the this is it. This is the father's business. This is it. Everything else will come from that. How to be a good wife, how to be a good husband. 
how to be a good beloved, how to be a good businessman, how to be a good student, how to be anything, how to be a pastor, how to be a, 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 a serious pastor, whatever, it comes from that. Even how to sing and how to sing, I mean, whatever, it comes from that. How to see a good person, how to see a bad person, it comes from that. Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13 to 16. 1 Timothy 4, verse 13 to 16. He says, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly in them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and they that hear thee. He says, till I come. Paul says, I'm not yet there, but I'm going to come. But till I come, give attendance to reading. I thought he was going to say, let's give attendance to singing. Let them sing and wait for me. He says, no, no, rather give attendance to reading. As the people read, as you read, they are going to hear. To reading, to exhortation. Exhortation is preaching that encourages exhortation and to doctoring teachings all these are hearing it's, it's like look the main thing is the main thing ask your neighbor what message are you listening to and ask him to share at least one point of the message Yes, I'll give you time. Ask the neighbor. Okay, I share one minute. You also share one minute. Yes. Oh, this side. Nobody say anything. Laudica, your area. Ask your neighbor, what message are you listening to? This message I'm preaching to, listen to it. Take your phone to the media. Download it. Listen to it. Amen? There shouldn't be any Christian that you only come to church, you hear the word, and you go back. No, you have to listen over and over. Just till I come. Give attention to these things. And then he says that, so that thy profiting may appear to all. How many of you want to do well in Christ? You know, it, it doesn't come by raising your hands only. It comes by going about your father's business. 
you know, thank God for all your jobs and businesses and studies. But it shouldn't stop you from going about your father's business. Instead of filling your house with noise, some of you girls, you can talk. You talk more than the radio. You are like parrots. When you are not there, the house is quiet. When you come, say, hey. Sheripo. But we must hear preaching on your phone. At least listen to one message, if not one message. In a month, listen to one camp and see if your profiting will not appear to all. Your profiting. Even how to make business, you can learn from the word. Oh, yeah. How to make good business. You know, one day I learned how to collect debts from people from the Bible. Oh, yeah. I was shocked. I've learned so many things in life from the Bible. Do you want to know how to get your debt collected? <laughs> Those who are owing, they say, Bishop, don't, don't say it. <laughs> You know the story of the Anadea and their story? Anadea, Anadea. When he said that uh, the man said he had a visitor at night and then he came to knock on his neighbor's door and said that give me bread for a visitor had come to me at night. And the Bible said, though he would not rise up to give him, but by his much uh, persistence, he would wake up and give unto him. So he's not giving it to him because he's his neighbor. But he's forced to give him because of his persistence. So if somebody owes you, every morning, send him a message. Call him. Uh, send him a message on Instagram, Facebook, Messenger, everywhere. Just harass him. Morning, greet him in the night. Go to the house. Go to the workplace. Just that consistency of harassment. Let me just pay the money and be free. This guy is just... And it, and it, and it works. The word. You're profiting. You know... When I see anybody who does well in anything, I know the person sees and watches. Now, there are some, there are some people who are naturally gifted in what they do. But sometimes you don't know. The natural gift is there. But the people enhance the gift by hearing and seeing. I don't have to ask, but maybe let me just do some experiment here. Okay, what's this guy's name? Joshua, come. I think Joshua is a good dancer. I, I, I enjoy watching him. 
I enjoy watching him. I'm just finishing my, my message. Were you in church on Sunday? You were not. Okay. Yeah. Who was in church? I want those of you who dance when Baba Ops, Angela was here. General, general. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. But did you see Innocent in the video? Was he? What marks will you give him out of ten? Two over five. Look, I said I don't know how to dance, but I think I was better than him. When I saw him, I said, innocent. Why? <laughs> but Joshua, I think he's a very skillful, nice dancer to behold. But I want to just ask him a few questions. That What has turned you to be the dancer that you are? Someone give a microphone. Uh, constant practice, Bishop. Come again? Constant practice. Constant practice. Yes, Bishop. Okay. Do, you, Innocent, do, you, do you have constant practice? <laughs> no, Bishop. No constant practice. No practice. Not even constant. No practice. More microphones. Okay. So, do you teach people how to dance? Yes, Bishop. You teach people? Yes, Bishop. So, you mean you can teach us how to dance? Innocent and I. Bishop, innocent, yes. Okay. You can teach him how to dance. Okay. To be able to teach how to dance, do you watch dancing? Do you watch dancing moves and other things? Yes, Bishop. You all watch it time. once in a year always. when you are happy. You watch it always. Yes, Bishop. Why? Why do you, why do you watch it always? Bishop? Why do you watch it always? Uh, because I want to enhance my, my dancing skills. You want to enhance my dancing skills. Okay, Brother Innocent. Yes, Bishop. How are you? Good, Bishop. Do you, do you also watch dancing? Once the last time you sat down, so let me let me watch this dancing video. Never, Bishop. Not even on your birthday. No, at all, Bishop. The only time I see is when I'm maybe scrolling something. Uh -huh. You just check it. That's, that's it. That's it. Is that true? Isaac. Hey. Right, Brother Isaac. Where is he? 
America. You sang for us today. Give the microphone to me. Yes, please, Bishop. Where are the brothers who are going to sing for us next week? Turn it on. Come. No, leave her one. Leave her one. And Dion. I just need two, two. I just need two, two. No, Dion, go back. So stand, brothers, sisters on the other side. No, no, stand. Did she sing well today? Did she sing well today? Powerful. So, tell us, do you also listen to music and watch music videos? Yes, Bishop, I do. Oh, you were not born singing? No, Bishop. <laughs> Seriously? You look like somebody who was born singing choruses. We wish. So you watch? All the time. And you listen? Yes, Bishop. Really? So the song you sang today, you watched and you listened, or as soon as I told you to sing this song, you just, oh, no be anything. At all. I've been listening to the song since Tuesday, since Bishop sent it to me. Sorry? I'm saying, Bishop, that I've been listening to the song since Tuesday, since Bishop asked me to sing it, to wow. prepare for it. So, since so Tuesday, Tuesday till this the, morning. The, uh, consistency. Yes, please. <laughs> it's the same thing, Bishop. I just listen first and then I start rehearsing. Okay. Microphone. General. Yes, Bishop. General is one of the most famous people in the church. Isaac, are you in the choir? Yes, Bishop. Both of you are in the choir. Yes, Bishop. I hear next week you are singing for us. I hear next week you are singing for us. Oh, yes. We are in it. Ish, uh, sorry, Isaac. This body we are singing for us. How was it? Oh, we can't hear you. It went bad, Bishop. I'm just what? glad you're sure? not here. Are you sure? Yes, Bishop. Now, what, what can make you sing like them? Sing and hearing, Bishop. Not prayer. So, how often do you watch and hear as somebody who is into singing, if the singing is important to you? Uh, when it's convenient for me, Bishop. When but it's not, convenient. Not always. Not always. Okay, so in a scale of one to ten, where will you put it? Five, four, six, two, one. Uh, where third is the highest? Uh, a good four. Four. <laughs> okay, general. Yes, Bishop. In a scale of one to ten. Um, probably a five. Probably. So we'll give you four and a half. 
Because honestly, honestly, you see, your father's business, hearing, 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 is the, is the foundation for everything. So even though they may listen all the time, because of that skill, if I say sing any song at random, they can do it. They can do it. But if it's not your style, then you say that, hey, you give me two weeks. Or a month. Are you understanding me? So even in your ministry, thank you, clap for them. In your ministry. In your ministry. If these gentlemen start to do what the others are doing, you will see that they would be at par or they will even overtake them. I have a cousin, an older cousin. He eats f- football. He drinks football. He sleeps football. Football is his life. He has a PhD in geography. He's a lecturer. He's a doctor in geography. But he smells football and geography. Yeah. His car. His car. The windscreen at the back. There are two soccer balls. One here, one there. His house. He has a huge screen. He doesn't watch news, CNN, only soccer. Super sports, that's all. That's all he does. He has videos of almost any world-class soccer player from Maradona to just mention names. Yeah. He dreams soccer. Recently, some years back, I had a friend coming from where he, where he lives. And I asked him, how is my cousin? He said, oh, he's now a coach for ladies. Ladies soccer. Yeah. See, even though you might go to school and learn geography, you see that what is in your heart would make you... So sometimes you don't know whether it is the heart that is making you to listen or the listen that is making something in your heart. But the truth is that all that you will be comes from what you see and hear. See and hear. Some of you who are very poor cooks, if you start watching cookery videos, your, your cooking will improve. Because every day your food is what? Rice. Rice and chicken. Or pap and what? Omarere. Hey, that's all. The pap is coming from our ears, nose, throat, everywhere. But if you start to watch other things, so seeing and hearing is the father's business. Let's go about our father's business. At least tell us of one, one message one week. Yeah, and listen. Every Monday, even if you don't have the message, ask your neighbor, Charlie, has the message come? Can you send it across? Find a way and listen. You'll be shocked how your life will be. You'll be shocked. You will be shocked. Your life will just change. The impartation is in the word. The anointing is in the word. The wisdom is in the word. Everything is in the word. Do you even know that your deliverance is in the word? I'm telling you. Your deliverance is in the word. 
I'm yet to find somebody who soaks in messages and has demons troubling him. I haven't seen one yet. Maybe you have seen one. Come and show me. There are people who listen to worldly songs. Big Zulu, small Zulu, middle Zulu. They have all those demons. All the Zulus. It's true. I'm yet to see somebody who's hearing the word and says that when I dream, there's a black cow that comes to my... No, 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 I'm yet to find one. Never. There can be voodoo in your house, but it can never hurt you. Holy fire, holy water, holy this, holy that, holy monkeys, anything, but still. cannot. Bible says a thousand shall fall to thy left and ten thousand to thy right. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with your eyes will you see. Will you behold the reward of the wicked. You see it. You see everybody. It won't come near you. So, it's the father's business. Let's go for it. This week, when the message comes, will you listen? Since what shall I do next? Where shall I go next? What shall I achieve next? What shall I think about next? Now the next one is what shall I listen next? That's the one you should be. What shall I listen next? What shall I listen next? So listen to the word. And you'll be blessed right to your feet. Let's, let's close. Great. Okay, stretch yourself. Stretch. Mm, powerful. Great. Beautiful. Let's pray. Close your eyes as we pray. Father, I pray and thank you for today. Thank you for showing us what your business is, what your work is, what's the main thing. You want to be like Jesus. You want to sit. We want to hear so that we can go and do the works. We want to receive so that we can give. Make each one of us ardent listeners and watchers of preaching that our lives would amount to fruitfulness. We want to bear fruits. We don't want to be ordinary. We want to bear fruits. We pray, Lord, that you would help us. Make us fruitful. Reveal yourself to us. Pray that you would take us deeper in our work with you as pastors and shepherds and leaders of your flock, Lord. That when we speak, We will speak of your words. Let us radiate of your presence. Let your presence go with us because we stay under the word. Thank you. I pray for your children. I 
prayer you take them away from useless chats and useless interactions and bring them Lord to your presence let them sit at your feet and hear you speak to them day after day week after week Lord thank you Father in Jesus name Amen with our eyes closed and our heads bowed I want to just pray with you you want to say pastor pray for me I want to give my life to Jesus I want to be born again I don't want to die and go to hell I need Jesus in my life pastor please pray for me I want my soul to be forgiven I want to, to have a brand new life with Christ you are here like that just lift up your right hand above your head as we close the service and I'll pray with you just your right hand far above your head God bless you I can see your hand God bless you God bless you, my dear, I can see your hand. Pastor, pray for me, I want to be saved. God bless you. If you have your hands lifted up, can you walk up, walk down to me? I want to pray for you. God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you. Ah, you were here last week, right? Good, I remember you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you. I saw one more hand, yes, come. Wow. Young girls, you are 12 years. I can never thank you more than enough for all you've done for me. Yes, join us. Join us. I can never you want to join them, you can come. Let's pray. If you are in front, lift your three hands to heaven and pray this prayer after me. Church, let's support them as we pray. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, today I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. Today I declare that you are my Lord and my Savior. I will live for you all the days of my life. Now say, Satan, from today, you are no longer my master. Your power over my life is broken by the blood of Jesus. From today, I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. He's my master and my savior. Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. From today, I am yours and you are mine. Thank you, Lord, for receiving me. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit Bishop Andy Juma podcast channel for more messages and the Precious Souls Church social media pages for more information on upcoming events and so much more. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages weekly. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind.